Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. How y'all doing out there this wonderful Monday afternoon? Hope everybody's having a gorgeous day. <laughs> and you had a wonderful weekend. Oh, man. Yeah, we got another great show for you playing today. Uh, we're going to be updating some stories we brought to you. Uh, we brought to you a little while ago uh, just to check out and see what's going on uh, with that. And also, we got... Uh, of course, the song of the day, quote of the day, um, what have you, man? We just got a show planned for you, and um, I- I'm ready to get I'm ready to get started. I'm telling you, um, whoo, it's gonna be a good one. That that's all I can say. It's gonna be a good day. Now, let me tell you how you can be a part of the show here, real quick, for those that's listening for the first time. The easiest way is just call me three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. Once again, that's three four seven. 838-8622. You can email me at ericlistalk at gmail.com. And don't forget our chat room is always open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Okay? So those are all the ways you can participate. And like I said before, I do look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. All right, so before we get go any further here, let's go on and, and get knock the song of the day out the way. And then once we do that, we'll be right back and we're going to get started, man. Okay? Here's Soul to Soul and Back to Life. See y'all shortly.
<laughs> that's what your song of the day soul to soul and back to life hey the extended virgin that's for sure <laughs> all right welcome back to the show y'all this is let's talk on blog talk radio i'm your host mr talk in the house in the house in the house and of course we have the one the only my co-host p ross in the house p ross what's going on how you doing what you doing <laughs> how was your weekend my weekend was great as always i'm doing good <laughs> that's interesting i like that as always it's always good <laughs> oh my goodness it is always good to have a good weekend Oh yes, oh, of course. Yes. Every day, every day we, you know, we said last week. Every day we wake up sucking air, you know, is a good day. So how can it be anything but? Yeah, well, some people, you know, they they don't look at it like that now. They don't, they don't, they don't look at it like that now. That's all I'm gonna say. They don't look at it like that. <laughs> you know, they wake up to complain, uh, not knowing that as as you, we've just said. If you wake up and you're sucking in air, you're good to go. <laughs> you should be mm-hmm. happy. You know, it was amazing. I had that conversation on Friday. Yeah, I had that conversation Friday afternoon with um someone at the bowling alley. I said, "Well, how yeah. you doing today?" You know, like, well, I said, "Well, let me ask you this one question." I said, "Are you sitting here?" You know, <laughs> and the look on her face was like, "Dang it, he got me." <laughs> I say, yeah, see, you know what I'm saying? so it was a good day, right? You having a good day? You sitting here, <laughs> and we we got a good laugh out of that. But you know, it's just that simple, though. When you just sit down for a hot minute and think about it, it's a good day. You up and move, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> All right, so. Anyway, I know you got a call of the day for us, and uh, I'm I'm waiting to hear that because I have another surprise also. So go ahead with your call of the day, and, and um, let's get this thing started. Okay. It simply is what we think or what we know or what we believe in the end is, is in the end of little consequence. The only consequence is what we do. And that's John Ruskin. Wow. <laughs> Woo, John Ruskin. You know what? That that's a pretty, pretty powerful um quote right there. It really is. Now, you know, and, and I don't know why I did this. I just went and said, let me look and see something else. And so, you know, I went and I looked in the Bible and see if I could find something that equaled that 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 statement, that that quote right there. No, I think and I, you went to James, I and you went to James, didn't you? Nope, I went to Ephesians. Ah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. here it is. I'm gonna read it for you. Ephesians 22 to 32. I thought this, you know, kind of hit it on the head. That ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. 
Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to use to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil spank put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Now, that was Ephesians 5th chapter, 22nd to the 32nd verse. And I think that, that that's the biblical version of the quote that you just read, in my opinion, of course. <laughs> but I do believe that is it. What you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. It is. But also, you know, <laughs> um, you know I was going to have something. You, you know that, don't you? Um, um, James versus... 14, James chapter 2, verse 14, starting at verse 14. It says, What does it profit, my brother, and though a man say he has faith and have not worked, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Even so, faith. If it has not worked, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man say, Thou hast faith, and I say, I have worked. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. All right, then. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> so both of, them, both of them are good. Huh? Yeah, yeah. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you got to you get you just can't sit there. You got to do something. You just can't have a talk game. You know, and this is what Rustin was saying. You just can't have a talk game because we can talk all day. You know, and those right. those you know most times sometimes are just empty words. We desire to do stuff, but we never get up and do it. You know, we expect or we look for God to come down out of heaven and, and, and you know, just manifest himself and do it himself, but that's not going to happen. Or we look for somebody mm. else to do it for us, but we make no effort to do it. And then when we get mm. mad, and then we get mad when other folks, you know, get up enough gumption just, you know, to take God at his word or to take their leaders at their word and get up and go forth and begin to put their hands to work in order to accomplish something. And they begin to see results of, you know, of their efforts. They begin to see the results of, of, of their efforts. So, but we still got a talk game. Mm. See, so, yeah. so, you know, so it, it, it profits you nothing to sit there and talk until you actually get up off your butt and, and do something. Oh, that, and you know what? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, you know what? And I'm glad you said that about the talk game because that is so, so true. So true. There's many jokers walking around here right now, and that's all they're doing is giving lip service, you know, and that's it. And then you ask them, well, what have you done? Oh, well, it, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and to bring it, it down. And expect 
somebody else to do it. We'll say it's somebody else's responsibility. Well, you're the one talking about it. Why ain't your responsibility? Why can't you be accountable? You're the one that's, that's bumping your guns about it. You do something. <laughs> that's right. And, and you know, here's, here's a, a prime example of all them folk out there uh, trying to lose weight. And you keep, <laughs> she said, I'm going, I'm going and going. But yet you're still sending them people all that money for these so-called uh, miracle weight loss um, um, things. And you're still not losing weight. Why you think, why you think you're not losing weight? Because you're doing nothing but lip service. That's all. Mm-hmm. If you want to lose weight, you need to get out there and do some work. Get in the exercise. I mean, it, it, that's just as simple as it is. And, and, and you can take, and, and I'm just broken down that way so people would understand exactly what we're talking about. But that's it right there. That's it in a nutshell. Stop talking and start doing. You know, yeah. it's just that simple. Welcome to the show, guest 712. Glad you can join us in the chat room. Um, so, yeah, you know, that, that that is a very, very good quote. And, you know, I think sometimes when we read quotes like that, I think from now on what we do, uh, we may include a biblical version of it you know just yeah. the the tied in together with you know yeah. the, the main awesome. we'll see how that work yeah yeah you know so other than that <laughs> other than that i think we we ready to start rocking and rolling here because we we have some interesting things to talk about man i tell you and it is really 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 gonna be a good show all right Three four seven eight three eight eight six two two is the number. If you want to comment on um, anything we're talking about, press the number one on your keypad, and I know you want to get in, and we'll let you in, let you say what you got to say. Then we're gonna put you back in the queue, okay? All right. So there's no misunderstandings about what's gonna happen. <laughs> All right. So first thing up for discussion today. Remember last week we told you about this Mississippi man, um, Mississippi, well, this city in Mississippi, county in Mississippi where they had one man hung. They had another man whose head was cut off, which was very interesting. Well, come to find out after the autopsy, the the coroner has said that the guy, the head who, the guy whose head was cut off, it was done while he was still living. Now, um, a lot of his family members believe that that was done as far as a um, sign or a message to someone in the community. You know, it's bad now where we get to the point where jokers are just cutting other people's head off just because they sent a message, you know. And they burned his body, in fact. They burnt the body, and they found out about two miles down the road, and he had a gunshot wound in the leg, so... Something was going on there. It still hasn't been said what, because I don't think nobody really know, but somebody know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so they cut his head off while he was still breathing. You know, and if you watched any of those ISO, ISIS videos, you, you see how that goes, man. It's, it's a brutal, it's a very brutal thing to do. Um, P. Ross, what you got for me? Anything you want to say on that? Okay, she must be busy. We're going to keep moving on, moving on, moving on. All right, so here's something <laughs> that we have talked about. Uh, we talked about a long, long, about a couple of years ago when it first happened, and um, it kind of quieted down for a little bit, but now I see it, it's back up and, and, and moving again. Um, 
as far as the Supreme Court is concerned. And remember the case where the two um, gay men wanted to have a, a, a wedding cake done by this baker, and the baker told them no because it goes against their religious belief. The Supreme Court on Monday agreed to decide decide whether business owners can refuse to service gay couples if they oppose same-sex marriage on religious grounds. And like I said, this involved a Christian baker in Colorado who declined to make a wedding cake for two men. The court took up an appeal by Jack Phillips, a baker who runs Masterpiece Cake Shop in Lakewood, just outside Denver, of a state court ruling that his refusal violated Colorado anti-discrimination law. Phillips contends the law violated his rights of freedom of speech and free exercise of religion under the U.S. Constitution. First uh, Amendment. Um, of course, the court will hear the case in its next term, which begins in October. Like I said, the, the legal fight broke out in 2012 when Phillips told gay couple David Mullen, Mullins and Charlie Craig that due to his Christian beliefs, his store's policy was to deny service to customers wanting to purchase cakes to celebrate a same-sex wedding. The two men married in Massachusetts but wanted to celebrate their nuptials with friends in Colorado. Okay, and at this time in 2012, Colorado, uh, uh, they had they were allowing civil unions but not um, the marriage between same-sex couples. Of course, we know the Supreme Court went ahead and legalized the whole thing nationally in 2015. Um, but Mullins went on and just said that um, the being denied service was offensive and dehumanizing to him. Yeah. <laughs> that the man said. It was de- offensive and dehumanizing. Um, however, the cake, owner, the cake shop on the Phillips argument hinges in part on whether baking cake should be classified as a creative act that touches upon his beliefs, touching on his free spirit, I'm sorry, free speech rights, or whether it is more akin to selling a product like toilet paper or shampoo. He went on to say um, that he were required to bake a wedding cake for same-sex couple. It would constitute coerced speech. All right, so on this this article here, you know what? And I think I said it at the time of um, that it actually happened. You know what? I, I personally feel that any business has the right to refuse service to anybody they want to. Now, I know the argument going to go back to, Somebody going to go back and say, well, what about the civil rights when businesses were refusing rights, was refusing the right to uh, to, to blacks and things like that? You know, okay, I, I can see. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can see the, that point as well. But we're talking about now, we're talking about now, um, and I really, 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 really think that the guy, if he didn't want to make the cake, he didn't have to make the cake. Shoot. It's just that simple. He did not have to make the cake. And for it to go all the way to the Supreme Court, it's just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. It really is. You know, if you want a cake made, you know, make your own cake. Learn how to bake, god dang it. Bake, 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 B-A-K-E. They have books. They have Google. They have the Internet. Learn how to do it. Okay. Stop trying to force people to bake a bacon and make stuff that they don't want to make if it goes against what they believe. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just going to go there today. I, I mean, really. Really. You know, the man said you know, it, it, it constituted his, you know, it was against his religious beliefs. Okay. Move on. Find That's someone else. And they should and they should have just left it at that. There's a private business owner. Since when do we have to do what what violates our moral character? What what we believe. I mean, come on now, now if that's what you believe and that's what you want to do, that's your life, that's all well and fine. But as for me and my house, no, I'm not gonna do that. And and, and when did when as as as, as so called Americans did this become a, a socialist republic where we got to do what the government says in our own private businesses? You know. <laughs> you know that that's yeah. interesting because um, I before beforehand uh, I was saying that um you know some would argue that well you really can't say that if we go back and look at the civil rights movement where you know uh, business owners were refusing it to. Um, serve black you know black people uh exactly on a, on a, so i mean and some people would say so what's the difference between that and this you you want you know so i'm gonna ask you first i'm gonna ask you then i'll put mine in i think i told them what mine is but do you think it's a difference between that or, or is that the same thing in my own personal opinion and and, and this is me everybody ain't gonna agree with what i'm about to say but I'm not. I'm not going to apologize for what I'm going to say because this is what I believe. That's why I'm. 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 You know, giving you a preemptory first. I believe it's a choice. I didn't have a choice to be born black. Didn't have a choice to be born. My ancestors didn't have a choice to be brought over here to this country. So, you know, for us to bring for them to to bring us over here then enslave us, and then after that enslavement period was abolished to, you know, deny us the basic rights of sitting at the same counter you sit at, but you want to say we're equal, which it was a lie from the start, but I don't want to get into that. You know, you want to say that we're equal and we built this doggone country? Every Almost every patent that was developed was, was developed and created by us, by black people, you know, and and because they only considered us one-third human, we couldn't own a patent or we didn't have a right, you know, to, to, to file for a patent, you know, and they only give us the, the, the very minimal, the very minimal credit for the, for the things that were um, invented, you know, so for their use to make the work easier. So, uh, yeah, there is a difference. Now, I know people will say, well, I'm this way, you know, because this is how I feel. I was born like this. Okay, well, that's your belief, but I don't believe that. I don't believe that that, that we were born um, um, with a sexual orientation that goes against what our creator created us to be, you know. I I I I think that in the end it is a choice. Now, as 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 children, some children, you know, are put in in situations where they don't know anything different. But then again, it's still a learned behavior. When we reach the the point of adulthood, when we reach the point of adulthood, you know, then it's up to us whether we continue in that or we choose to say, hey, that you know, this ain't how I want to be. But if it is, you make a conscientious choice to do what you do. It's a thought first before it becomes an action. 
and, and, yeah. and that's and that's how and that's how I see it. That's how I see it. You know, whether I want to sleep with a man or a woman, that's my choice. I can I can choose to do either or. Nobody's nobody's forcing me. It's not something that I cannot control. Whether I choose to abstain from sexual activity altogether, it's still a choice. Hmm. It's not yeah. something that's, that's inherent that you just gotta do. And again, like I said, this is Ross opinion. I know people are gonna disagree, but hey, there it is. <laughs> well, well I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I, I'm with you on that. Um, you know, hey, if, if look, if you want to kick me and somebody will make it, find another shop. That's all I'm gonna say. Find another shop. Um, you know, it, it, for this thing to go all the way to the Supreme Court, really, and then to, to to add to it, they were already they had already gotten married. You know, they just wanted to celebrate with their friends in Colorado. Well, go celebrate. <laughs> hey, and if anything, Nothing you should brought, you. look. You should have brought your cake to Massachusetts. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, you know. No, you're not gonna you're gonna you're not gonna force me to do anything that goes against my moral character unless I choose, unless I myself make that decision to do that. Nobody's gonna force me to do that. I don't care who you are. I'm yeah. I'm not gonna say this and I say this a lot, I'm not gonna be moved, you know, from who I am. You know. It's just not gonna happen. So, so could this be be said to be like a um because he, he felt like it was somewhat a, a violation of his freedom of speech. Could, could it be um, a viewed as that? Or just, look, you just, you're just a businessman and you don't want to make the cake because, you know, you cite your religious beliefs. It's just that. Can that be put on the, on, on, on the, um, in the same thing as free speech? It should and be. Deny- it, it, it should be. It should okay. be. Good. And that's hey, that's how that man feels. <laughs> you know, it's, be, we supposed to be free in this country to make those types of choices without them being imposed upon us, you know, by unjust, you know, system, so to mm-hmm. speak, for lack of a better word. You know, that was the whole. That was the whole. That was the whole precept. The, the whole reason you know, for them to, to leave England in the first place and to seek out to seek out so they could worship and and and, and have liberty. That's why I said in the preamble, in the preamble, you know, uh we the people, you know, not we the ones that's in charge. We Mr Smith, no. We the people. In order to form a more perfect union. See? <laughs> Oh yes, yes. See, mm-hmm. see, that's 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 that was the beginning of it. Mm. See, so apparently mm. something was wrong with where they came from. In or they mm. said to establish justice. Hmm. Justice. That's an interesting word. Yeah. <laughs> we the people. That is a good. That 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 is true. We the people, in order yeah. to form a more perfect union, prescribe. Yeah. But I used to learn that thing by heart. I know, still I know do. some of it. You I know, do. hey, Schoolhouse Rock. That was that's how I yeah, learned it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. The whole thing, man. We've seen it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You used to rock too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, but anyway. <laughs> Speaking of justice. Let's talk a little bit about um, Bill Cosby and um, some of the jurors are beginning to speak out as far as uh, what they were dealing with or thinking while they were deliberating during his trial. And, man, I tell you, this is, whoo, hey, you talking about uh, uh, some interesting comments coming out of the jurors? I'm telling you, whoo, um, there was a male juror who said Andrea Constance should have been dressed properly uh, when she visited Bill Cosby's house. Um, yeah, when she visited um, Bill Cosby's house. Of course, mm-hmm. two, of, two of his accusers, you know, Linda Kirkpatrick and Lily Bernard, you know, they were upset because they said he shouldn't have said that. And um, they did just typical male thinking and things like that. Now, Here's one of the quotes. Um, this is the type of archaic thinking that says a wife can't be raped, a prostitute can't be raped, a stripper can't be raped, but there can be, you know. And uh, Bernard went on to say, um, I was flabbergasted by the ignorant spewing out of this man's mouth. It's just senseless. Well, no, no. And, and I'm going to tell you why I say no. Personally, uh, it's reality and it's common sense. It's common sense. Now I'm gonna read something to you that 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 I think a lot of people have overlooked or didn't even think think about. But then we're gonna come back to it and, and talk about it. The unidentified juror suggested Constance proves her interest in a romantic relationship with Cosby by wearing clothing that exposed some of her midriff during a visit to an actor suburban Philadelphia mansion. He also found fault with the incense. And bath salts Constead brought to Cosby, only delivered by Constead with the belief that they were for Cosby's wife. He went on to say that Constead should have gone to Cosby's home only if she was dressed properly and left the incense in the store. In the store now. Um, The man said he found Cosby's words to police and during deposition more believable um, than her account of what happened. He was extremely honest. He admitted two things. That was what this juror is saying now. Um, the jurors also viewed Constance's mother as the driving force behind her decision to report the incident to police a year after it occurred. It was her mother who forced all of this. Now, this is a juror speaking. She should have reported it sooner. Um, let's see. It was something else. Um, Cosby claimed he gave Constance Benadryl pills that he described to her as three friends. He admitted she never he never told her what the pills were. Um, of course, Constance forty four gave much a much different account during seven hours of intense and emotional uh, testimony. The former head of the women's basketball operations at Cosby Alabama. At Temple University, said he considered the actor. She considered the actor a mentor and father figure. Yeah, right. Before she went to his Elkins Park mansion to discuss her future plans. Now, he offered her three unidentified pills and assured her they were herbal. Shortly after swallowing the pills, she says her voice began to slur, her vision blurred, and she lost her ability to resist. Now, 
I'm not going to go any further than this right here. Okay. Now, she said, okay, <laughs> he offered her three unidentified pills and assured her they were herbal. Once again, I'm going to say it again. She said he offered her, okay, one, two, three, four, four words right there that just should have, they should have said, okay, enough. She said he offered her. Well, in that case, he offered, he offered, should mean that that meant you had the choice to say what? No. No. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is not about whether Bill Cosby was was innocent or not. It's about making the right choice. And I, like always, we 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 talk about this. Make the right choice. I don't think she had to do say no, 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 no. Guess seven forty four. Welcome to the show. Um, the only thing she do is say no, no. Now here's another thing. Former head of women's basketball operations at Temple University. She right. considered the actor a mentor and father figure before she went to Elkins Park, his Elkins Park mansion, to discuss her future career plans. Now, what career, future career plans was she, she talking about? Bill Cosby no, wasn't a basketball coach or anything like that. He's an actor. So was she trying to get into the acting business? What was the future, these future plans that they were discussing, supposed to be discussing? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's let, let's let's look at this thing. What future plans were they they're going to discuss? You know, he sat on the board of trustees at the university, but besides being a a basketball coach or whatever, what else was she trying to do? Huh? What was she trying to do? Because at the time, you know, there's, you know, I mean, hey, let's look at it like that. Let's break it on down. You know, so I, I don't, I don't um, feel as though um, the, this mistrial was wrong. I don't. I really don't. And then she goes and says, shortly after swallowing the pill, she said her voice began to slur, her vision blurred. And she lost her ability to resist. Um, you had the ability to resist when he offered you the pills. That's <laughs> it. That, you had to, you know, I mean, really. She recalled feeling powerless as Carl Cosby groped her breast, penetrated her with his finger, and forced her to touch his penis. <laughs> in my head, I was trying to get my hands to move and my legs to move, but I was frozen. Okay. <laughs> Where were your hands and feet going to move you to? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just curious. I, I mean, wow. Wow. Okay. So, once again, he offered you three unidentified pills and told you they were herbal and you accepted but then you started feeling bad. And here's here's the kicker, y'all. Costed fought back tears as she described her surprise violation by the TV icon who was a respected trustee where she worked. 
I wasn't able to fight in any way, Constantine testified. I wanted it to stop. <laughs> All right. You know what? Uh, look, it's like this, y'all. If she really wanted to discuss future plans, she could meet him in an office somewhere. Okay, not at my mansion and, and, and late at night. That that wouldn't done. That wasn't gonna be it. No, you know. And let's let's. You know what? This is another case of the Mike Tyson thing. She knew what she was going there for. It wasn't. It wasn't the, the discussion. They was to give up some booty, and, and hopefully they're giving up some booty. Bill would hook, hook up with whatever she was trying to do. But it backfired on her. You know, and I, I truly believe this this jury is correct. Her mom was, was the was the big uh, pusher behind this. Um, the juror went on to say that Cosby had already paid dearly in terms of damage to his reputation and should be left alone. You know, of course, you know the the, the prosecutors say they're going to go ahead and, and retry the case. You know, which I, I disagree with. I, I really do. I disagree with three hundred percent because you know it, it's not it's not going to solve anything. Okay, it's not going to solve anything. It, it's still what it is. Um, <laughs> what is that clacking? Uh, it is what it is. Uh, you know. Now, let me clarify something. I'm not condoning rape or, or you know, giving women drugs or anything like that. That's not what I'm condoning. But in this instance right here, that was just stupidity on her part, especially when she made a statement he offered, okay? He didn't he didn't uh, slip him in a drink. He didn't uh, hold her head back, hold her nose, and make her swallow. He offered. She accepted. She accepted him. <laughs> now, here's another thing. Here's another thing. If you're, well, if you were nervous about going over there, why didn't you take someone with you? Bring your mom with you. I'm sure who wouldn't want to meet Bill Cosby, right? Who wouldn't want to meet Bill Cosby? Well, that's true. That's <laughs> I true. mean, this is this is not the Huxtable bull, you know. Let's go and okay. this is a fat Albert. You know? Let's go and meet him. Come on, you go and meet him too, I'm sure. You know, why not? But no. No. You went over there by yourself with your stomach showing. Which meant what? You knew what was about to happen. You wanted some you wanted some old Dr. Hustle tinking tink. <laughs> oh another juror. You know, a lot of them feel that, uh, well, this that one male juror also felt that she had been coached very well as to what to say, which is not, not, not surprisingly surprising. Of course, you know, you have that, that, that lawyer, Gloria Allstead, and, and, and she is something else, man. She is something else. But uh, also, um, there was another juror came and forward and said, basically, he believed that Bill Cosby was was guilty. He really did. He said, but there was a lack of evidence. <laughs> and um, the Cosby's fame is what led to the mistrial. That's what the man said. Um, and he said, basically, what it really comes down to is who you're going to believe more. And that's it. It's, that's what it comes down to, his word against her word. I've said this before. 
You know, and this guy was 21 years old, Bobby Dugan, 21 years old. You know, after said that after 52 hours of deliberation and four jurors in tears, it came to came down to lack of evidence, and that's it. It was a lack of evidence. His word against hers, his statements against hers, his was more um, um, consistent, and hers weren't. So now, let's talk about what they're going to retry. What are they going to retry? What they're going to do, Bring try and get the other 30-something, uh, 50-something women to come on there and testify? You know, that's going to be new evidence they're going to present? Really? Really? In what state, what city, with this being blown on all over the news media, all over the media, period, internet, all where is this man now going to get a, a, a fair and impartial uh, uh, jury of his peers? He's not. So you know what, um, Pennsylvania District Attorney? Lick your wounds. Go back in the hole you came out of. He got you elected like you wanted. Okay? Find somebody else to bother with. Y'all, the damage has been done. The damage has been done. You ruined his reputation. Okay, you you did that. So move on, find something else to do. That's my take on it. <laughs> oh, P. Rose, you got anything else you want to add to that one? <laughs> no, um, that, that, that's pretty much it. That's what we had said before, you know. I mean, the man almost 80 years old. Come on, that Her story, is, it wasn't consistent, you know. And, and, and in his deposition, he had, he admitted to some things. You know, he didn't change that. You know, he didn't change what he said. Matter of fact, he didn't even he didn't even testify. You know, to that. But it was another juror who who had said, you know, they they I might have been a Dukin guy. He said they really really tried hard. Let me see. I think his, his actual quote was, um, he said, the jury tried hard, some to the point of tears, to convict Cosby but was unable for a common reason, a lack of evidence. See, he said this adds little to the already conflicting record about, you know, how the jurors were split, how they were split and how, you know, and, and, and what it was that divided them. So the bottom line was it just was not enough evidence for them to convict him. So why retire him? <laughs> right, right. You're. I mean, what what other new? I mean, uh, um, evidence you're going to introduce besides bringing more more of the women in? Exactly. Yeah, you know, so waste. Let's waste some more taxpayer dollars, and you know, and let the media just go on and jump on it and destroy his reputation. Oh, you can't destroy it anymore. You've done that already. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but yet, but yet, you reelect pedophiles and things like that to Congress. I'm not feeling, I'm not understanding that, but we ain't going to go there, right? Right. <laughs> Let's talk about um Tennessee. Let's go to Tennessee. Oh, boy. Some inmates in Tennessee prison um, have been told not to talk about the sores they have and the scratching, uh, scratching or they be placed in solitary. And this has to do with a scabies outbreak that nobody that the, the um, prison officials do not want you talking about. <laughs> don't want them talking about. And um, 
I'm gonna let P. Ross because we talked about this earlier and she was going off. So I'm gonna let her go ahead and get hers in first. Go ahead, P. Ross. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now this this core civic is is already a prison who changed their name from CCA. You know, um, this is who they were. Who in in, in previous years uh, already had allegations and of 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 a pattern of uh, it, it says specifically. Um, this is this is only the latest incident in a consistent pattern of alleged failures and negligent conduct by core civic with respect to provision of appropriate safety and health core civic facilities nationwide. So it ain't just in 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 in, in this uh, facility in in the in um, Nashville, but it's also in their other facilities nationwide. Now these women had skate. They had skating, and they were told not to say anything or they would be put in, in into solita- solitary confinement. And and that um, they were also told um, when they told some of their family members to uh, or anyone outside the facility to look up, you know, what it, what scabies was, to research scabies, then their phone privileges, phone privileges, were 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 taken away. It wasn't until one of the women went to court and a lawyer, the judge had to delay a trial case. He had to delay a case because one of the lawyers contact contracted scabies. And then something was being done. Now it says that the women are being treated. But before that, it isn't very clear whether they were being treated or not. That's when it was disclosed was that when the lawyer for one of the women, scabies, it was disclosed that there was a massive scabies outbreak. More than 300 women in this small facility had scabies. So this led to the lawmakers starting to raise questions about the company's handling of the incident. And their representative, John Ray Clemmings, has requested a full-fledged investigation to determine if the company was in breach of its contract with the city. So, so now they're looking at it. Now they're looking at it. It was actually Judge um, Steve Dozier who delayed the case and was concerned why the jail didn't notify the court soon enough. So at that point, the jail was shut down, visitation was canceled, and no inmates could come to court. <laughs> Now, see, that's a, this is another instance of uh, private prisons uh, controlling the state, and basically that's what it is. Or the county they they're they're in, you know. Of yeah. course, they're not going. Of course, they're not going to tell you scabies has broken out. You know why? Because that cuts into their money, their profits. It really does, because they have to keep so many beds filled to make their money, and of course, you know, CCA. They they have a very very bad bad record. Of course, they do. that's part of yeah. That's why they they changed the name to Civic what Civic Core. Core so Civic. Yeah, Core Civic. So you you wouldn't really uh know that's who it is. But it's the same criminals. Uh, yeah, the same people. <laughs> the same people. Um. And scabies is, is not something you really joke about. I mean, you know, it's not really a joke. No. You know, 
because before, you know, we became so advanced, you know, that used to, scabies used to kill a lot of people, <laughs> believe it oh, or yeah. not. Yeah. So I, I'm glad um, it finally did get the handle, though. But just think, if this is just one prison, can you imagine what's going on in others? Exactly. Can you just imagine what's going on in others? And, and that that is the scary part about it. You know, don't tell anyone. Why? Why am I not going to tell anyone? <laughs> oh, but anyway. Right. They haven't seen the light of day. Those issues that yeah. haven't seen the light of day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, college professor fired following an appearance on Fox News where she defended a Black Lives Matter party. Um, a college professor who really recently appeared on Fox News um, to defend a Black Lives Matter event in which only black people were invited has been fired. And um, she was an adjunct professor at Essex County College in New Jersey. And she was let go of her job following a heated argument on the June 6th episode of Tucker Carson Tonight while speaking about an all-black Memorial Day celebration hosted by a Black Lives Matter group. Durden, who is black, told the host, you white people are angry because you couldn't use your white privilege card to attend the event. The former professor who taught communications and pop culture classes. Yeah, she, she taught communication and pop culture now. Um, is that, uh, is this, uh, can this be said it's racism that she actually made that statement? Or, <laughs> or was she right? Um, newly, newly appointed Exus County College President Anthony Monroe said in a statement, um, I fully believe that institutions of higher learning must provide a safe space for students. The character of this institution mandates that we embrace diversity, inclusion, and unity. Racism cannot be fought with more racism. Um, the college affirms its rights to select employees who represent the institution appropriately and are aligned with our mission. While it, it supports and affirms the right of free speech and independent views and expressions of those views of for our faculty and staff. Here's my question. With the college call saying all that, why did they fire the lady then? I mean, she used her First Amendment right. Why did they get fired? You, you see what I'm saying? Hey, she told the truth. <laughs> it was all black and men. No, no white folk was invited. And somebody probably got mad because they didn't get invited. They couldn't, you know, use their little clicks or whatever to get in. Don't act like it don't exist. It does. It does, people. It exists. Okay? <laughs> you know, but being an adjunct, adjunct um, professor, you know, she was, she was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Dang it, expendable. She was expendable. Yeah, yeah, she was expendable. You know, she she you know, adjunct professors they get the base the the big heavy course loads because they're a lot of times required to um, teach more than one class um, or different topics subjects or what have you. So it, it was really no no skin off their back. You know, um, but can that be considered racism? The thought the the, the statement that she made. Um, because that was, you know, racism can't be fought with racism. Was that a racist statement, or was that just true fact? True fact. I don't know. 
I have mine. I think it was just a true fact. Hey, it is what it is. They weren't inviting somebody, and somebody white probably got mad. You know, especially they have me on television talking about it. <laughs> it was a Memorial Day. It was a Memorial Day celebration. Of course, many people don't know the true history of Memorial Day either, but it's okay. We keep riding with it. Um, so, as I said, the day is open mic. So, come on, let's see what you got for us. 347-838-8622. Um, phone lines are open. We ready. Like I said before, I'll let you get what you got to say in, then I'm put you back in the queue, if that's what you want to do. Um, P. Ross, I, I don't ran out of my stuff. I know there's some more things you wanted to talk about, so go ahead until we get a couple of callers going here. Well, um, talking about the um, the um, the professor, the one thing that we have to remember is that colleges and most businesses, either public or private, they have what is called a code of ethics. Now, when employees don't abide by those rules, those laws, and you sign a, a disclaimer or you, you sign an agreement when you are hired up on your up on your acceptance of employment that these are the things that you will not engage in as there may be a conflict of interest. Now, I don't know if, if, if the college, you know, um, what specifically um, um, theirs was or, or said, but if they fired her, then apparently she violated something because, you know, she would have had legal recourse you know, other for you know, for you know, being um, being maliciously fired, so to speak, for lack of a better word. But um, in saying that, you know, yeah, she had again in America, we're supposed to have uh, freedom of speech, but is it really free? You know. Because she came back expecting to go to work, and then she gets there, and she said, well, y'all did it this way just to embarrass me. And yet I said, that was basically it. That that was basically it, you know, to humiliate her, you know, because no doubt a lot of people were upset, you know, because she took that stand, unlike, you know, with the football player we were just talking about on um, Friday. Mm-hmm. The same thing. You can play ball, but uh, you're going to have to stop all this activism. In other words, you're going to have to keep your mouth closed. If we can silence you, then, uh, then, then, then this doesn't exist because nobody is talking about it. So if we can silence all these people talking about Black Lives Matter, then it's not a real issue. But it doesn't negate the, flat, the fact of the number of black males that has been shot. Just in, we ain't even got to go back no years. Just look at the number in the last 90 days you know, of black males that have been, you know, shot and killed. And and no no recourse has been given except, you know, financial recourse. You know, they, they pay a families off. And, again, that's just so, hey, bring this out of the public media, close your mouths about it, and, you know, we everybody, everybody's good. No, everybody's not. Everybody's not good because those still are our sons. They're still our dads. Those, those still are our people that's being shot down you know, like, like of a better word, animals. You know, hmm. and and hmm. and nobody seems to care except you know those of us who 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 it it, it affects. You know, everybody else. You know, 
from the top down, trying to, you know, sweep it under the rug and, and close everybody's mouth about it because, yes, it is an injustice. And the fact that, you know, and the slap in the face was the fact that this man who didn't even know um, this child, six-year-old child, was even in the car, and the father was committing a crime. He was running from the cops, you know, and shooting and all of this, and they shot into the car, and all the other cops shot too. But how did they determine? And, you know, I would love to see the ballistics report on how they determined that it was the bullet from his gun that killed the child. Mm, See, good so, point. so, but, but he gets, he gets 40 years, but this man, one, whoever was, because he got a happy trigger finger and he, he, you know, all nervous and scary shoots this man seven times while he still belted in his car with his girlfriend and his child in there and gets a slap on the wrist and nothing happens. <laughs> Woo! Nothing happens yep. to him. Hmm. See? So it yep. just it just it just it, it just behooves me, you know, to 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 think that, you know, if 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 you're a brown person, because you know some people say African American, some people say black. I'm gonna negate all that and say if you're a brown person, a person of color, even to this day, you still have less worth in this country than anybody else. So when we say black lives matter, we have to really look at it. Who do they matter to? And even in our own community, when we pick up guns and we're killing each other, who do these lives matter to? Let's be real. If we don't value our own lives, if we don't value our, you know, our our own, you know, propensity to live in, in, in happiness and, and, and prosperity and, as the Constitution says, for the pursuit of happiness, then who will if we don't? You know, so you know, there, there, mm-hmm. there just has to be a a a more congruent knitting together of our 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 community. You know, if Black lives really going to matter, we're going to have to act like Black lives really really matter across the board, and stop just standing up and accepting what's being handed to us when these issues happen. We can't just sit down and continually take money and sweep it under the rug and have a gag order and you don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> no, somebody lost their lives. A lot of a lot of somebody's their lives. Yes, I'm gonna talk about it. Yes, I'm gonna be a, a vocal about it because this is an injustice, regardless of what you want to do with it or what you want to say about it. This is an injustice, and it's always been an injustice to black men in America. And I always, I told my sons this when they was there. I say, listen, listen, listen. Y'all got three strikes against y'all. Just being y'all, y'all black males born in America. Y'all come in with three strikes against you. You Ooh, are black men in America. You come in fighting. See. So, you know, so we have to understand it. The struggle is real, y'all. It ain't went nowhere. You can talk about you can talk about affirmative action. You can talk about you know um, civil rights march, and you can talk about all all of those things. You can talk about all of those things, but until you know we as a people and we as a nation come together and say, hey, you know, 
this is an injustice, and not just the black community, the white, the Caucasian community, the white community, whatever you you, you want to call them. They have to recognize that as that as well. That this is an injustice, and stop allowing these these these, these cops to get a pass. No matter how you how you shoot the code. See, but what they don't realize. You know, at the end of the day, and, you know, and I always say this, and people, you know, you like it or don't like it. At the end of the day, you still got somebody you got to answer to. Still got God that you got to answer to. Whether it be in this life or the afterlife, you still got somebody you're going to answer to. So you really don't get away scot-free, contrary to what you may or may not believe. And that's, that's just the truth of the matter. That's just the fact of the matter. Hmm. Wow, you said a whole lot then, a whole lot. Woo, I don't even know how to follow it up with, y'all know what? Remember I told y'all about about uh, what happens when you, when you, your family takes settlements? <laughs> Philandro Castillo family reaches $3 million settlement in death. Uh, man, I'm telling you, stop taking these settlements. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to have to jump on the train with P. Ross there. You know, because the only thing you're doing is telling them, okay, they already know we're going to offer some money. It depends on who it is and who your attorney is. You know, we're going to offer you a little bit of money. You're going to take it. Then we're going to act like we're having a real serious trial for the officer, knowing that the officer is going to get off. Then what's going to happen is, well, we're going to pretend to fire him off the force, but we're going to call one of our buddies in the neighboring county and make sure he gets on. And that's what's going to happen. You know, um, and a lot of cities does it to do what? To avoid the drawn-out process of a federal wrongful death lawsuit. And that's what it is. It's doing to shut you Mm -hmm. up. That's what it's doing. That's why they're offering you the money. Ferguson, Brown Family Settlement, $1.5 million. (laughs) $1.5 million. Yeah. And that was to settle a wrongful death lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah, and don't get it twisted. You, you, you may think, well, you know, it's coming from now. The city has funds set up to pay these type of things. So it's really not hurting the city at all, <laughs> believe it or not, at all. <laughs> uh, you know, so as I say, usually, usually there is a, a settlement somewhere to be had. They'll push it. They they will push it. And if that, that's one of the telling signs. You know, to me, that uh, they're just wrong. They're wrong. That's why they'll pay you off. Why? Because we don't, like you say, we don't want to have to spend all that time in court and publicity to, for, to prove that we weren't wrong when we knew it we were. Our officer was wrong. Our, 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 our t- tactics are wrong. But we're not going to tell everybody that. Why should we? <laughs> Why should we admit guilt when we can pay you off? And, and you know what? But this is not something new that has just started. It's been going on for years, you know, for years. So, you know, I, I, I think, yeah, black lives matter. Black lives matter. <laughs> of course, you know, there has been this argument going on since black lives matter. You know what is interesting uh, um, about about uh, this Black Lives Matter thing, there are so many different factions of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, it's hard to tell who is who anyway. 
It really is. Um, but, of course, most critics, when you start talking about Black Lives Matter, first thing they throw up is black-on-black crime. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, we know about black-on-black crime. We know about this. But does that still um, give the, the, the people that's supposed to protect the, the, the citizen the right to um, go out and kill black folk more than you do white folk? Now, here's an interesting, here's an interesting um, statistic I, I, I noticed, uh, I read the other day. Are you aware that most there are more white um, people who have shot cops this year than blacks. Isn't, isn't that amazing? But we won't hear about that part of it. We won't hear about that part of it. And, and I'm saying that to say, look, there's criminals everywhere. All right? There's going to be shootings. There are going to be fights or what have you. But like P. Ross said, hey, one, eventually we're going to have to do better and come together. You know? Um, you know, this reminds me, remember back in the day when you'd be fighting in the street or on the sidewalk and the crowd gather, and then the parents show up and start snatching people out by the ear? <laughs> remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 You know what's so sad about today's society, though? Nine times out of ten, you see a mother or father jump in. Why? You know, how 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 you expect the kids to do anything different if you you if, uh, part of the problem is where you jumping in the fight as well, you know, or you fighting somebody another parent because they said something to your daughter or your son, and your child was wrong. I can you know, and I and that's the other part. I can see if your child was right, but your child was wrong. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but you want to defend that child and get all upset and want to bow up and like you're going to fight some man. Sit down, sit down. That's what you have to. I mean, let's be honest. It, 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 you know, back in the day, it just didn't take. It just wasn't the parents. It just wasn't the parents. It was the neighborhood. It was everybody. Of course, that's part of the issue now. We don't have neighborhoods anymore. We have communities, but we had neighborhoods back then where you walk up down the street all day long and you would speak to everybody. You know why? Because you knew who everybody in that neighborhood was, and they knew you. They knew what you were supposed to be doing. They knew what you weren't supposed to be doing. Yes, Lord, and they knew who you belonged to, too. Yeah, yeah. Now, Shoot, people walk in the door now. They drive in the driveway, see the neighbor across the street. They trying to hurry and get in the door, so they won't say nothing to them. <laughs> and, I mean, that, that's fact. That is fact. You won't, you, you won't even wave at your neighbor. But you quickly say something negative about them if the police show up, right? Of course. No. We just we just need to do better. We we really do. You no, know, and it's gonna take all of us. It's just not gonna take one or two. Yeah, we got Black Lives Matter. Um, we have uh, you know, and, and the interesting part about that the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, do you realize that they're trying to classify that as a terrorist organization? Really? Uh, are we <laughs> we going back to those days now? You know, because they did the same. 
they did the same thing with the Black Panther Party. Yes, they did. Yeah, before they infiltrated it and broke that up. So are are we actually really going back to that now? <laughs> I, you know, and the more the more you talk, the more you start thinking these these things start coming to you. You're like, wow, wow. The more things change, the more they they stay the same. Exactly. Yeah. You know, now with Black Lives Matter, they do some things I'm not with. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not about stopping no traffic on no highway, expressway. You know, and, and especially now with states passing laws that saying people can actually run over you. Why would I want to stop do that? <laughs> you know, stand in front of a moving car? No, 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 no. Because contrary to popular belief, my life matters. <laughs> T. Ross, your life matters. Yeah, my life matters. I know. Not Joe's life matters. To a lot of other folks. Yeah. See, even Pianki life matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> oh, I think number one, and we need to start with uh, 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 just life. Period. You know, treasure life. Period. You know, I think that's one of the biggest things and problems that we have is. People don't don't care about anybody's life. They really don't. Yeah, they don't value. They don't value life no more. That's it, right there, right there, right there. They do not value life anymore. Anymore. Now the question can be say, well, did they ever value life? Yeah, yeah. At one time, you know, certain a certain group of people really valued their life. You know, they valued this so much they started hanging other people. <laughs> Man, I tell you. But anyway, anyway, come on, y'all. We got to do better. We have to do better. All right. That's that's all I, I'm I'm trying to get to say. We we got to do better because if not, you think we're doing bad now? It's gonna get a lot of worse. Um, the Supreme Court they went ahead and and lifted um, Trump's travel ban with one big exception. They didn't. Um, Say the you know the whole thing was good. They're gonna hear the rest of it in the fall, but they they did release one piece and they added a piece to it that basically said um, if any of the outside the foreigners have anyone, they they can prove that they have a family bona fide family member in the United States or entity being a business in the United States, they still be a, be allowed to travel and get into the United States. Now. Here's the thing about this travel ban with 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 um Trump. All the attention has been put on these little countries, uh, these Muslim countries, all right. But most of the terrorists are right here in the United States. They're right here. They, that, that's where they were born at. They were most of them were homegrown. Yeah, it's easier to say they came in from somewhere else, but that's not the case in many of. That's not the case. That's not the case. The narrative has to be to where there has to be an enemy, outside enemy, to rally the citizens, to rally the citizens. I mean, that's just to, that has a, how it has worked for years and years and years. Remember the 70s, the 80s, we had the Cold War with Russia. Right. You know? 
Ooh, Russia, Russia bad. The Ruskies, communism. Yeah. Little be known, had more Russians in the United States than anything. Walking around, talking with American accents, living just like Americans. Nobody knew. Whole cities were set up with Russian spies and things. Nobody knew. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, yeah, let's ban everybody from coming over. But wait. But wait. How you going to do that? He's just going to say, oh, well, you can't come to the country. You can't do this. But yet we over there bombing their country, tearing it, tearing it up. But yet we going to tell them they can't seek, seek safety somewhere else? And no, all of them are, you know, and that's the that's the problem. Well, and the narrative, well, they're 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 crooks, and all them folk are not crooks. All right, that's like saying uh, everybody who lives in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, is a stink bum. Then I'm just using Cleveland, Ohio, as an example. Don't get upset, y'all. <laughs> but I'm just using that as an example. And the bad part about it, people would take it and run with it. They run with it. Why? Why, y'all? Why? 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 It's okay. It's okay. You can be friends with one of them. You really can. They're not going to bite you. <laughs> but, of course, you know, if you let Mr. Smith have his way, then, yeah, Every person you see, you're gonna be all upset, and you're gonna want to fight. And, and and you know, there are those out there that actually go to the extreme. You know, seeing they want to yell at you and what have you. Now, I made a statement on the show one time before, and I'm gonna make the statement again. All right, this is not the '60s, '70s, or '80s. Okay, uh. If you reach out to hit me, you're going to draw back a nub. That's all I'm telling you, okay? <laughs> you know, because it, it makes no sense. It, it really doesn't. You know, I, I respect you. You respect me. You know, because you're not going to, I'm not going to sit there and let you call me no gorilla, no eight, no, or whatever else you think you're going to come out your mouth to make you seem like you you look good. It's not happening. It's not happening. You know, some people. Well, you know, you should be. Um, you just just take it and and it'd be all right. They get theirs. Yeah, they, they you right. They're gonna get theirs. I'm just gonna help them get theirs a little earlier, okay? <laughs> and I'm not a violent person. I'm not. But I think as a man, a black man, there's only so much you you, you know. You got to stand up now. You know, you got to get up, flex your knees. You know, flex your little muscles that you may have and be ready. Be ready. Because they sure don't care about us. The muscles don't, don't, don't set that out. So we going to get to shoot it up again. We going to get to hung it. They're going to walking down the street humming. Mm-hmm. Running from the police, i.e. the slave catcher. I better stop talking like that. People gonna get mad. They don't leave my show no more. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy! But um, y'all, y'all see, you see how ridiculous that sounds. But yet we still have it going on. We still have it going on. So 
How do we fix it? Can we fix it? And where do we start at? You know, I guess that is it. P. Ross, where you at? I'm still here. I'm listening to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, is, that is that is that is that is the question. How do we fix it? Mm. How do we? Yeah, fix it? yeah. You know, between besides the twerking and the murking and um, whatever else they have going on these days. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. You know, um, yeah. All right, y'all. What y'all want to talk about? Three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. It's open mic. Y'all should be blowing my lines up. I mean, we just talking, man. P. Ross, you know, we keep going. <laughs> we can keep it going. Um, hey, can somebody tell me what a <laughs> a thug black guy looks like? Huh? I want to know. P. Ross want to know also. I This white guy said, I know what a thug black guy looks like. Yep, 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 yep. He was sixty. Well, how was this guy? Seventy-year-old Michael Young. He he accidentally fell and shot this twenty-seven-year-old black man in the head. Now he accidentally fell and shot this twenty-seven-year-old man in the head. <laughs> how do you accidentally fall and do that? <laughs> Did both of y'all fall together, and his head was just happened to be facing where the gun was, where the pistol was? Is that what happens? <laughs> you know what? I, you know what? They, they don't tell me how tall this guy, these two were. But P. Ross, it just crossed my mind. Yeah. What if he was short and the other one was tall? You know what I mean? <laughs> what if they were tall and one was short? Oh, Lord, have mercy. Um, it didn't say. They, it just say he said he accidentally shot the man. Yeah. In the head. Yeah, he fell and accidentally shot him in the head. Huh. All right, on May thirty first, twenty sixteen, Young and his girlfriend were at was at a um, kitchen or tavern. Um when his his girlfriend went out to smoke his date, Young went outside to check on her and she told Young that she had just given her a black man she had just given a black man in a red T shirt her last fifty dollars because he was very persistent. Um, Flowers happened to be the first black man Young saw. The prosecutor said so Young confronted Flowers. Two witnesses testified that they saw Young grab Flowers, telling him, you're not going anywhere, and spun him around. Then Young shot the 27-year-old Flowers in the head. Okay. Now, this guy's 70 years old, and he he's looking at between 45 to 65 years. You know, yes, he's a little short. He's a white guy, bald head. Yeah, he looks 70. He, you know who he look a little bit about? Mr. Magoo. <laughs> but anyway, you know, that's the kind of stuff we're talking about right there. Oh, okay. We, we My co-host dropped off. We Hopefully we get her back. But that's the kind of stuff we talk about right there. You know, your, your girlfriend said she gave the money to him. He's persistent. Now, what does being persistent mean? Was does does that mean he was trying to um uh, rob you, or he was just kept asking for some change, and you decided to go ahead and just give him fifty dollars, just to get him to leave you alone? Is that what that means? 
Huh? Is that what that means? I don't know. One thing I do know is you don't just fall and shoot somebody in the head. Okay? That that, that you just don't do that. <laughs> Not if one of you is standing up. No. No, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. Uh, <laughs> oh. But anyway, that that was that on on that little story right there. You know, I don't I don't know. I don't know y'all. You know, and, and the bad thing about it, you can always find these little weird stories out there and, and you'd be like, Man, that really didn't happen. But yes it does. It happened. It happened. Trump has brought somebody new into the cabinet, y'all. Another 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 person. P. Ross, your mic is open. Uh, another person. And this lady um, she's supposed to be running the housing, um, housing in New Jersey. Yeah, in New Jersey, out of all places, Chris Christie, yeah, Christie Christie place. Um, what's this lady name? Lynn Patton. And supposedly, <laughs> she was a wedding, uh, wedding planner, um. Uh, for the Trumps, for one of Trump's sons' wedding, uh, what's his name? I think it's Eric. He would happen to have my name, wouldn't he? But anyway, um, <laughs> um, anyway, he um, he has appointed this woman uh, to be the head of Department of Housing and Urban Development's New York and New Jersey office. Now, and everybody, the, the people are up in arms about this one. Um, cause they're like, uh, um, she, she's really not qualified for this. But then again, neither was, uh, what's his, the neurosurgeon, Ben Carson. He yeah, wasn't, he wasn't he's not, qualified for her. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this is really getting interesting, y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah. And actually today she was, she started her job today with her new office in Manhattan, New York. Yeah, buddy. So let's see how it's going to turn out for them up there. You know, uh, let's see. Miss Patton, who was the vice president of the Eric Trump Foundation and served as a lead liaison between the Trump family and government officials for nearly a decade. Okay. All right. All right. So she's getting paid for her service now. <laughs> Noted that her background as an event planner who once organized golf tournaments on the president's courses had been used to attack her, but she said many of her critics didn't, did not understand the role she was beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New York, Manhattan. Don't that sound familiar? Don't mean that sound familiar? Ain't that what Trump has his little places at? I don't know. I'm just saying. Hold on. We got a call. Oh, we got a call of P. Ross. Look out now. <laughs> 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 Let's bring this this individual in. All right. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Mr. Talk, it's Miss Lady. Hello. Well, hello, Miss Lady. How are you? I'm fine, Mr. Talk. Well, you know, you expect some cronyism, right? But it's kind it's at an obscene level at this point. And um, the you know it's it's not a, 
it's just ridiculous is all I can say. I, I, you know, at some point, all of this has to be stopped. <clears throat> what do you think? What, is it, what are his Republican folks saying about the latest appointment? Are they just happy with it? You know, they haven't haven't said anything yet because they're too busy trying to <laughs> come up with their own little health plan. <laughs> you know, it's amazing they get they keep coming up with this plan but can't get the votes for it. So they have to go back and and, and cut a little bit and add a little bit of this, and then they think they have they have enough votes. And then President, I mean, the, yeah, President Trump, he's calling them, calling the ones that say they're not going to vote for it, and uh, you know, basically trying to bully them into voting. Because you know he's not uh-huh. asking in. He's a big bully. So now they haven't mentioned anything about her yet, but I'm sure they will. Somebody will. I mean, it, you know, it's kind of like running his office, like he did his, you know, his business, where he disappoint people that you want. You know, and his quid pro quo, this for that. You, and you know, here's your gift. You know, I, you know, you get your appointments and that kind of thing. So, but it's just ridiculous. That latest appointment is absolutely ridiculous. So <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, that, I mean, that is. I guess we moved from a so-called democracy to you know. So I guess uh, out of clock out of. Hypocrisy or a kingship. I don't know. Well, you know what? I don't know. You know, monarchy. We're into a monarchy now. (laughs) That's what it is. We're into a monarchy. So, um, there you go. A monarchy, huh? Okay. We're into a monarchy. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I, I I actually okay. I can see where it could be classified as a monarchy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I really, do. yeah, you're you right. Do what you yeah. want to do, you know, you point who you want to point, and you know, and uh, you know, that's there it is. It's like yeah. it's tough. Mm. Yeah, that's true. You know, for a lot of time, for a long time, many people said, well, what the United States needs is a businessman running the country. Well, y'all, the businessman is running the country now. What do you think? <laughs> How's you that know working? What? I think, um, you know, Warren Buffett would be running it differently. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't say that no businessman can run the country effectively. Um, I wouldn't say every single politician could run it effectively either. You have to look to the individual. Mm. So you you think the the combination there should be a combination of you know a businessman and a politician? I don't think so necessarily. It just, you know, um, it just depends on the qualifications, experience. Uh, and the character that the person has displayed, you know, their intelligence level. It always helps if you have a law degree because then you're able to understand the Constitution. Um, you're able to read the laws and statutes. You're not so dependent on other people to tell you what it means. 
you're able to analyze things for yourself. I mean, you're still going to need, you know, you're going to need your age. You're going to need your um, your group of people that can do a lot of research and also write briefs and advise you. But it makes a big difference if you, because some of the things that he's done or attempted to do, he would have known not to even try. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's interesting because President Obama, you know, he had a degree in law, and they still claim and yelled he violated the Constitution, you know. Um, and I guess yeah, that, but none of this stuff was true. They can claim what they want, but at the end of the day, it's not true. And he knew it wasn't true, and he still prevailed. Okay, so that's the difference. Okay. You know what? I can't argue with that that thinking right there. Because <laughs> you're absolutely right. At the end of the day, he prevailed. Um, but you would think, well, you would think that someone of um, uh, Donald Trump's stature, especially now that he's president, would have um, some somebody in place to double check and make sure he's not violating or he's following the Constitution. But he does. But he does what he wants to do. I don't know if he listens to anybody. He just says things and he does things, you know. So. You know, I was about to say that. But I I, I do believe he, he, you know, he just does what he feels. You know, it's it's more, you know, and it's not really thought out. It's impulsive. He's an impulsive guy, I guess you can say. You know, which basically, yeah. Especially when it gets to tweeting three and four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you uh-huh. know I would have, you know I would have thought that they would would have taken his his Twitter account away from him, but I guess not. Twitter account rather, I guess not. I wonder he, when he sleeps. When does he ever sleep? Uh, I don't know. Maybe when he's in the um in in the tanning bed. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> say. <laughs> You know, when he's laying there turning orange, I guess he gets his his, his catnaps in there. You know, oh. I, 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 I don't know. But what I do know is it's inter- it's been an interesting five months, and um, you know, we got a little ways yes. to go, but it's been it. Listen, did you see that Tupac movie yet? No, I haven't. I mean, I heard different things about it, but no, I haven't seen the movie yet. No. You know, he was. He, it would have been so amazing to see his growth if he had if he had lived. He was so young when he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and when you see people don't realize, the only thing they see is the glamour behind the music industry and stuff. But there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that are are just cutthroat. You know, it, it's you know it's cutthroat, and, and a lot of times. Um, things are blown out of proportion. Oh Lord, things are blown out of proportion by the media, and it just gets things rolling when it shouldn't be. Now it's interesting that Tupac was killed and, and Biggie was killed in the same place. Um, something where that, was, yeah, they said that was retaliation, but I don't know if it was. I think it, it may have something. been because you know why? Because he had come out. Something that happened between him and Biggie, and he uh, 
was doing uh, uh, working with Faith, Biggie's woman, and then he came out with that song that was very embarrassing for somebody, you know, that young. And and so, you know, saying, you know, I slept with your wife and all that kind of mess. You know, everybody was talking about it. And it was, all that blew up. It was, and, and, you know, he caused a lot of problems when he did that for Faith. You know what I'm saying? And then um, Biggie was killed. So, yeah, he, he went too far when he did that. He shouldn't have done that. Well, I mean, yeah, you can say that, but then again, um, you have to look at um, when NWA broke up as well. You know, you had um, uh, um, Ice Cube and, 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 you know, um, the rest of NWA doing their thing against each other. Ice Cube and Lynch Mob, you know, against, you Uh know. So, I mean, a lot of things are done, you know, to them. When they put it in a song, that's their way of getting back. But I think people on the outside of the industry a lot of times take it a little bit further than it needs to be. Like the East Coast, West Coast thing used to go on. Really? East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. You live where I live over here, of course it's going to be different. And, of course, we're going to think where we live is the best. It's the best. That's human nature. But, of course, once it gets in the in media, like anything else, it just blows up. And then all of a sudden you have these issues going on. And then you take it and, and, and bring these young guys in, you know, and, and build their egos up. And they don't know how to handle anything because where they've come from, they had to fight and scrap for everything they, they've gotten. So now they have all this money, and if something pop off they don't like, they feel like they can do what they want to because they have the money to, you know, get themselves out of it. Well, well, just they like this last, this PET award, they had a couple of fights. Well, Ruth Leo's, uh, uh, Minaj's ex-boyfriend jumped on another guy. She uh, had dated or whatever, and he's on the media calling him out. Uh, he had his, his uh his partners brought him just this weekend. It's on social media. It's just ridiculous. So that still people do overreact a lot. And, you know, they're, you know, it's about their ego and all that kind of stuff. And, but, yeah, yeah a lot of time. because in the movie uh, Snoop Dogg, it was like weird. They had a private jet. Should was written on there, Snoop Dogg, Tupac, and a couple of other people. And Snoop Something was going on. Snoop, and he even said he did it. He snatched up a knife and a, a fork or spoon, and he put it up under his clothes. He's like, I don't know if anything going to pop off or not up in this plane. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something else. Mm. Well, you know, uh, I said sometimes you have to be careful because a lot of it is staged or, you know, just to get publicity going to have people talking about it because I'm also one I didn't watch no PT Awards I don't watch that anymore um, you know that's, that that doesn't even interest me anymore so what they do on that show is you know it's not surprising it's not surprising because after the show on the way to the club okay <laughs> okay I, I mean but see here's the thing why 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 even why for what for what Thank reason you. I, you know who? Who knows? It could have something to do with Nicki uh, Minaj. I don't know. Feeling upset. 
people's egos embarrassing public? Who knows? You well, know, a lot of our men, a lot of men aren't able to contain their emotions. And as you can see on this show, how people used to act. And these were 20 year olds. Father used to curse and scream and carry on and be all histrionic and attacking folks and calling folks names. And these are 40, 50, 60 year old men. That is true. But I think, you know, for what a lot of people fail to realize, the musical music is run by white Jewish men, okay, for the most part. So, you know, in order to maintain an image, some you know, some of that is staged. Just to you know, get the get get the artist's name out there so people start oh, talking yeah. about them. You know. Yes, so, I don't see that. This being stuff When you hear about that, you know, you just take it with a grain of salt and say Yes or no, maybe, and, and just keep riding. Yeah, I, you know, because I really um, paid no attention. I, <laughs> I must, I, I'm telling the truth, I paid no attention. You know, because, yeah. you know, music, you know, because it's just not something that interests me anymore. You know, it, it really Well, does. you know, that's some of the words to the songs are just absolutely horrendous. I watched some of it. And I, I turned it off because, you know, they're promoting drug use. Um, they're promoting promiscuity. They're promoting having orgies. It's just ridiculous. But if it wasn't a market for that, they wouldn't be promoted. There's people out there who, hey, that's what they're into. So since there is a market for that, and, and there are both men and women who are into that, you know, as they say, sex sells. So, but they're these going to sell it people. Long, they should as not long be promoting. The people are buying. As long as they the people are not buying, they're promoting that for our teenage, our teenagers, preteens, teenagers, and young adults to look at. They should not be promoting that. You know, it, it, it's not a matter of what they should or should not doing. I mean, everybody knows that. But if you look at this country now. You know, that's that's where we are. That's what it well, is. Well, I know, but you that's know. what I'm saying. That's you know. one thing, unfortunately, that should not be going on, and this is part of the problem why people have no respect for any, for each other, none. And they're very dysfunctional, and they've been unable to have a healthy relationships. If you're strung out on drugs, and if you're having those kind of all that kind of mess going on, how can you? Well, not I mean, you you really say everybody's strung out on drugs? No, no. I mean, I don't did think you, you hear me that. say everybody? Did you hear me say everybody? I said if you are, but I'm going to go right now and have a good day. All right. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> all right. That was Miss Lady, y'all. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, my goodness. You may be right. You may be right. That's all I'm going to say. Um, you know, <laughs> oh, Lord. You know, they fighting at the BET Awards or going back to um, – um, um, going back to um, the club or what have you, y'all. You know, it 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 makes for good publicity. It really does. It it makes for great publicity. But in the long run, 
you you know you look at it and say okay what's new about that what's what's new about that you know it happens you know that's that's the music industry today and and it's done to promote the different um, rappers or what the singers or what have you. man that's the interesting thing you you never find any R&B singers involved in any of that isn't that interesting <laughs> I mean, I just thought about that. Anytime you hear about it, it has to do with some some rapper or uh, somebody associated with a rapper, but you never hear that about any R&B singers. So that that really is is telling me that it, it's more to it than just it, it's it's more it's, stage thing. I think yeah, it's more it's stage. stage. It's, yeah, it's publicity. You you got to sell that stuff, you know. And the more hardcore you can appear, the more it's gonna appear appeal to the market that they're trying to target, both black and white. Because statistics will show that more white people buy more uh, rap music than, 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 than we do, than, than um, black people do. You know, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Um, I'm, well, I'm sure they do. Because I, I, and I'm glad you said because I was sitting there light today, you know, just sitting there all of a sudden my car started rocking. And I'm looking, it was funny, because I'm looking around trying to see what's going on in my car. Man, it's a car two lanes over, two lanes over. And it's just boom, 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 boom. The car just rocking. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. Ain't this something? <laughs> Ain't this something? I said, let me hear me get away from this guy before I have, I start, my car turn over. You know, but I can't talk much, because I remember when I was in my early 20s, you know, I had a little boom in my in my little escort as well. <laughs> oh Lord! But that was back in the day. They don't even make an escort anymore. You can't even find one. I don't think. Oh well. Hey, if I could find one like I had, because I had the top of the line. <laughs> oh Lord! I had I had leather seats. It was a five speed. Yes, sir. Electric windows, you know, because back then electric windows were special. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If not, you had to build, you had to build that forearm muscle twirling back and forth. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, that is true. All right, we got eleven minutes left, P. Raw. So, going to get your last words in. You know, take as much time as you need. You know, before we get up out of here today. Well. You know, we we started the show off talking about you know lip service and all that, and and I and I and I, and I still you know say that you know a lot a lot of people do a lot of people do a lot of stuff is just is just lip service. They have no intent of 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 trying to do anything to change anything or to make anybody's life um, um, better um, for the most part. Um, is 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 just a way of of being heard or being seen or or like you say staging a lot of stuff so you know um, we can make it seem as if we're concerned but when you get down when you get down to it when you get down to it unless you do something about it you know your words don't mean jack they don't mm-hmm. mean jack. You know it, it. You you know you just wasting hot air. You might as well keep your mouth shut. You know. <laughs> um, 
the Bible says, um, what you do in secret, God will reward you openly. You don't always got to be on on the on the front or in the front to make mm-hmm. things happen. There's a lot of people work behind the scenes, you know, to accomplish their goals, to make changes, you know. And 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 you can do that without all the rhetoric. You can do that without all the pushback. Mm-hmm. See, you know, teaching our children respect, you know, for authority. Number one, you know, teaching them, you know, how you know they should act. I'm not justifying any, you know, of the behavior of, of the police or or what have you. But a lot of things, I believe. Can can be prevented, you know, if and when we remember who we are and the authority that 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 we have, our God-given rights and our God-given authority, you know, and and acting in a way as such, you know, we live that and we don't take down from anybody, regardless of who they are, you know. But when we, like I said, when we start surrendering rights, when we start giving up, when we start you know, accepting what they throw at us, then it's automatic loss. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's an automatic loss. It, it it makes no sense to even try to, you know, complain or try to say, well, this isn't right, that isn't right, when you're accepting, you know, all that they're saying and all what they're doing and then, you know, you know, being obedient little children and, and, and just closing your mouth. So if we want something to matter, then we gotta stop accepting what the enemy is throwing at us. We gotta stop being a party to the foolishness, basically. You know, so at the end of the day, you know, we we, we really can't blame anybody but our own selves for you know, falling for the hype, you know, mm-hmm. falling for the foolishness and being an active participant in it. Mm-hmm. See, because no amount of money can, can re- replace any man's life. No amount of money can can bring you, you, you comfort for the injustice that, that has done. Yeah, people are going to say, oh, yeah, but it'll help. But does it really? Because that loss is still there. See? The empty space is, is still there. That life is still gone. And so that's just my that's just my own personal um, viewpoint. Like I said, you you ain't gotta agree with me, but that's how I feel. That's who I am. That's where I'm gonna stay. <laughs> and it ain't what's one of the first things: be true to thy own self. That's right. Yes. It change for no one. Be you. Um, great. Thank you. I, I love it. I love it. Um, Ooh, well, we'll be back here Friday, that's for sure. Hey, y'all, uh, what do I got to say? Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I almost forgot last time. I ain't forgetting this time. Um, Summer wearing, man, look, 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 I'm just going to put it out there. If it don't fit, don't put it on, okay? That's all I'm going to say. Ladies, if it don't fit, don't put it on. If you got more rolls than anything, don't put it on. We don't want to see all that. Okay, I know you're proud of your body. That's great, but cover it up, okay? Thank you. Men, you too. You know, if you got, <laughs> you know, uh, white beaters, you know, they only stretch so far, men, okay? That's all I'm going to say. 
can't hold it straight no more. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I will leave it at that. Um, check us, check back with us Friday, man. We'll be here. Um, just remember, if you got any comments about the show, uh, any ideas or anything like that, and want to be a guest on the show, just send me an email at ericletslettstalk at gmail.com, and um, we'll see if we can't get it in there for you. Um, other than that, though, y'all know what I always say. Keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with an open heart, but make sure you're forgiving yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself, man, because if you can laugh at yourself, everything else is just gravy. Um I don't know what I'm play. I'm just gonna close my eyes and push a button. Um, I know ain't nothing nasty, so we good on that part. Until Friday, man, two p.m. Central, three Eastern, twelve Pacific, one Mountain Time. This has been Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mister Talk, with my co-host P. Ross in the house. We say see ya, and y'all have a good week. We out of here.